Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Hey, Rob. Happy New Year. Well, do you know what it feels like? What? We just stepped into the future. It is now 2019. Here I am dressed in clothes from 2018 like a sucker. Should do I be wearing my future garb? Where your children are? Hopefully non-existent. <laughs> no, they're somewhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> you gotta find them. <gasps> That's your task tonight, to find your children. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Seriously, I'm baffled but intrigued. <laughs> also, I'm curious if this is all a, like some sort of weird delusion. I got the most gnarly headache right before I left the house. Just now? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's just lurking behind my left eye. It's just like this quadrant of my head. Do you want ibuprofen? I took three before I left the house. I'm hoping it'll go away. Mm, yeah, but it should. Anywho, so yeah, I'm uh, going to be possibly just winking through this whole thing at you if I feel I have to shut my left eye. Well, you look a whole year younger. Well, thank and you. And usually it's the other way around. Well, yeah, and I actually turn the official number higher next month. I was going to say, it wasn't your birthday. No, but yeah. next month it is. Almost, though. Mm. Are you excited? No. What are you going to do? Uh, probably probably nothing. Ugh, if I, if I know me, <laughs> my birthday is also on a Monday this year. Perfect. Right? I feel like that's my weird superpower. It's like, yeah, your birthday is on a Monday. Congratulations, Rob. That's, what, that's you. That's typical you. I know, right? Ugh. Well, Anywho, that's yeah. okay. How have you been? How was Christmas? How was New Year? How was oh? How has been the three weeks that we wow. haven't talked or haven't yes. recorded a podcast? We've spoken. Yeah, um, it was good. It was great. Um, Christmas was really nice. Spent it with family. I got some amazing gifts, some of which are from you, Rob. Oh, you. Rob got me the entire first compendium of The Witcher um uh, graphic novels. It is thick enough to crush a toddler, it's I think. It's a big book. Gorgeous. I've read through most of it now. Jesus, woman! I have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got um, another graphic novel, Lumberjanes, from my dad. I got a cute uh, practical witch spell book from Travis and Crystal. Nice. Nice! I got, which I'm gonna, um, which, get it. Wow. I'm gonna take, um, our word of the week from the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft, which Travis and Crystal also got me. I got another book, which is the freaking Witcher coloring book, adult <laughs> coloring book with pornographic photos from you, Rob. Woo! You trying to you trying to corrupt you? Scantalize me? Is that a word? Scantalize? It can be sure. Why okay, not? Sure. It sounds good. <laughs> and um. What else did I get? I got a lot of good stuff. A nice. lot of books. I have a lot of reading to do. Um, yeah, I did love that for Christmas. I pretty much gave you homework. Yeah. And I got the last two um, uh, books from The Witcher, which that's the last one. The other one I'm halfway through already. It's so, like, yeah, is this one not in paperback yet? I think it is, but I asked for it in hardbound because well, I think a it's sexy book. the only American edition of the book that's been released and hardbound oh, of the entire series. That makes sense, actually, that they would have probably come here as paperbacks just because it wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because even, I don't know, when was this first published in this Poland? This was first published in Poland in 2013. So it's still pretty old. Yeah, the English translation is from 2018. It's amazing it took five years to get translated. 
Yeah. Like, that's actually surprising to me just because The Witcher is... 10 years old. A thing the video at this point. 10 years old. We, um, Steven and I watched the... We're 10 years old now. Um, CD Projekt Red little cutie thing they did. Aww. <laughs> um, but yeah, so lots of Witcher stuff. Lots of just really cute things. I got really... Um, from Steven, I got these really cool pins from... What is the brand, Steven? Moon Lady... Lady Moon, which is, she has an Instagram and really cool, like, witch pins, and I wish I had them in here. One, he got me a, like, a sprig of belladonna, and the other one is, like, this pie, and it says Kitchen Witch or something like that. It's really cute. Nice. I'll show it to you after. And yeah, how about you? What'd you get? Um, well, it's like we actually did like five Christmases, which was gnarly. Uh, we did one with Todd's parents in Missouri, Todd's brothers in Missouri and their families. Uh, then Todd and I had our Christmas. Then we went to my family's for Christmas with them. And then a week later, we had Christmas with like my aunt like or my mom's best friend who's like family. Um, so greedy. No, seriously, I just wanted all of Some people Christmases. don't even get one Christmas, I Rob. Know. They don't even get one. But a lot of those people are in America are Jewish, and they get eight days of gifts. That's true. So there's that. So I, I'm just trying to catch up. Yes, yes. Um, but no, I got, I got some good stuff. Um, it was a very uh, carrying case heavy Christmas for me. I got a really nice uh, Switch case that's like leather, and it looks like an adult owns a Switch now, which is nice, because mm. my, my old case was... You know, thematically appropriate. It looked like the Sheikah Slate from uh, Breath of the Wild, but it looked really cartoony and childish. Is that what you have, Steven? The same one? The Sheikah Slate case? Except mine came with the collector's edition of Breath of the Wild. Oh, gotcha. And so I was really excited to have like a Switch case, like right when I got my first game for it. And it was... Of course. Yeah, it was was great. It served its purpose. However, um, on... Uh, planes and stuff i was constantly just like tucking that case in my backpack as soon as i took the switch out because it looks so childish i'm 35 years old like i'm a grown-ass man like with an adult job yes i play video games a lot like there's no reason why my case can't reflect that do you know what i was that's so weird that you brought that up because this morning while i was taking a shit (laughs) i was thinking to myself (laughs) i was like when am I old enough to stop playing video games? Never. And I sat there and I shat. And I was like, <laughs> never. And I need to write an article about that. It's You're never too old. No, you if- could be 80 and still, because it's has such a huge impact on especially our generation yeah that there's never, it's never childish. But still, like, I can at least dress up my accessories a little bit. That's true. So, like, you I mean, get fancier stuff. I'm still gonna play, you know, Smash Brothers on airplanes until my battery dies. But, like, you know, I can at least have my case look nice. So, I have a nice, yeah. like, adult leather case. Um, it's from this really great company, which I'm totally gonna plug. Uh, they are not a sponsor of this podcast. I'm just a big fan. Um, it's called uh, Waterfield. It is. Do they want to be a sponsor, Rob? I would actually love for them to be. Um, but because um, they are all pretty much word of mouth that drives their business there did you post their product on our podcast instagram i will have to do that actually because um i think they would appreciate that um i already wrote a five-star review for my my thing on their website um yeah it's like uh it's like the case i got it's called the city slicker um it looks almost like a clutch except it's like leather on one part of it and then the rest is like this really heavy duty like nylon um but yeah it's this nice really simple case that holds like the switch handful of games like 
headphones, nothing crazy. It's not super big. It's pretty small. Fits yeah. in my backpack. All nice. Sounds cute. Yeah. And so um, got that. Todd got me um, a couple of carrying cases for like my SNES Classic, my NES Classic. So we can toss those boxes. Like they're, you know, little travel zipper cases that hold the, all the controllers, the system, the cables, everything. Cause it's I, made for them or no? Made for them. Oh. Yeah, because I, lo- wow. I love a good carrying case or I love uh, a console with all of its gear in one place. So like I've been buying these sort of like, you know, container store tubs that yeah. hold. And like in there I put like the games, memory cards, controllers, cables, the system. So that way if I want to play like the PS2, I pull out one pull box, out the box yeah. and it's ready to go. And so I love that because it used to be that I had like kind of like one backpack per console kind of like ready to go. And so like having a carrying case that has everything, super great for me. Um, that was awesome. I got uh, this fetching sweater. Well, when was see- the last time you pulled out the GameCube backpack? Well, the GameCube <laughs> is actually unfortunately still in like a giant tub where it's like sharing real estate with some other systems and Ooh. like its cables are in another box. They're that's, very unhappy. That's why I've been trying to do this thing where I'm trying to put stuff together because right now like even its own accessories are separated from it, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, but yeah, so I got this fetching sweater that you see now. It's very nice. From Scotch and Soda. This, I believe, was another sweater that I've seen Mr. X from the Overwatch League wear. Mr. X? The commentator? The short one? Which one's that one? Um, just Google him. Mr. X. Uh, Overwatch. Um, Is he the British guy? He's not British. I was going to say, because I just unfollowed him. He's <laughs> he's kind of got a little bit of a goatee. I think he has a beard, and he's a pretty pointy face. Um... His name is Matt, Matt Morello? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he knows how to dress. Like, my first Scotch and Soda hoodie, which is the blue one with extra zippers, um, I got because I saw him on, like, the first week of Overwatch League. And I was like, who is that and what is he wearing? And then I went to his Twitter account and he was like, everybody's asking. It's from Scotch and Soda. And I was like, I love Wait, them. but you have other stuff from Scotch and Soda. Just the blue hoodie that I saw him wearing before. Uh, and then I saw him wearing this one, and I was like, I want that hoodie too, I think. Maybe I saw him wearing it, or maybe I just went on the website and saw it. I don't know. Either way, it's another scotch and soda thing. Thank you, Mr. X. Thank you, Mr. X. Oh, anyway, so the carrying case that I got, though, is from Waterfield. It's a small company in San Francisco. They make everything to order, I believe. Um, they were actually were communicating with my mom a lot while they were making my case. And my mom changed the color of the leather on them, and they were like, no problem. They were super great. Um, but their website is sfbags.com. And the coolest thing is they have really great switch cases. They have a good, like, 3DS case. Uh, They make very specialized cases that are extremely specialized when it comes to uh, the size of laptop that they hold. Like, they make a really great thing called a dash sleeve that I'm really excited about getting that is, like, custom, like, fit. You have to choose which sleeve you want for what computer you have. Wow, these are cute. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a little they're a little pricey, but um, everything they do is. It looks really, like it's real leather. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the city slicker case. Uh, my a coworker of mine actually uh was inspired by my city slicker case, and he got the switch pack case, which looks almost like a toiletry bag. It is so nice looking. Like my it's case, it's actually not that expensive. It's a little spendy, but it's still eighty nice. bucks. Yeah, mine is 89, I think. Yeah. And his, I think, was 119. Um, but yeah, the Switch Pack is great because it holds the Pro Controller. And um, yeah, it looks really nice. Um, mine's better for throwing into a bag. Um, his is better for like a standalone case for everything. 
Very cool. Yeah, so that was right. nice. Um, and and this uh, lovely lady across from me got me an Overwatch shirt with the Bob spray on it. Bob, Bob, I do lo- something. I love those spray shirts so much. When you wear that shirt, though, I'm gonna go, Rob, <laughs> do something. <laughs> and then I'll probably just like look at you funny and be like, that was something. You'll be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to shut up. That was something. <laughs> I'm the worst. Here, the worst of the worst. Um, but yeah, so Christmas was good. Christmas was like a whole thing. Um, yeah. You know. Travis got really sick. No. Yeah, so he, I went and visited Travis and Crystal up in Santa Cruz. And they were supposed to make it back down again in Fresno. It didn't happen. So, but at least I got to hang out with them and the dogs. And we went to the boardwalk. And I've never seen it at Christmas all mm. these years. Like 36 years and I've never seen it at Christmas. So. Super cute. They How were like... you at the boardwalk 10 years before you were born? I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Weird. You are a witch. I am a witch. Um, and it was really nice. And uh, yeah, lots of good food. And yeah, I had a really good... Oh, and I had a good New Year's too. New Year's was fun. How was it, Rob? Well, Todd and I were ridiculous in that uh, at like 1 a.m. on the 30th, we decided that we should throw a New Year's Eve gathering <laughs> which i would oh i gotta move my car tonight oh which, do you should you do you have to do it now no okay which i wasn't expecting so um, Stephen and i had made plans to go um to go the hall for, which i ruined you didn't ruin you just changed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i love that you and Stephen came it was a small gathering it was me and todd and what five people yeah and that was it so and it was i like got seven my of us. first new year's hug official thanks ben (laughs) (laughs) um yes it was fun like we got together we played some jackbox had some laughs yeah it was cute it was fun it was like a nice low-key like it's kind of the new year's i wanted It, it was like just a small gathering with a couple friends having a good time quick break Let's celebrate New Year's, yeah, and then let's hang out for another hour, and then we'll all just kind of leave at like one one thirty, and no one's too sick to survive the next day. Like we are all pretty responsible, yeah. So it was nice. No, I like that. Good. Um, so yeah, that was that was super fun. Um, and I love that uh, that Matt and Jess actually brought like party favors because Todd and I really did not plan very well for this thing. At all. I mean, we had less than twenty four hours. And I had to work that day. Oh, yeah. They brought all the hats and stuff. Yeah, they brought all the hats oh, and party favors. So cute. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about it until I saw them. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like we, we had the foresight. It's New Year's. The previous night at Target to be like, should we just bottle, buy a couple bottles of champagne? Like, even if we don't use them for New Year's, it's champagne. And it's not that expensive. And, like, we'll take it to a party of course we're going or to use whatever. Them. Did we use them? I think we went through all three. Yeah. Of but course it, we did. But it was funny. Yeah, we just were like, well, we could buy them. And, like... They'll get drunk eventually, or they'll get yeah. drank. They will be consumed eventually. They will be <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they will be drunk. I don't think booze can get drunk, but it can be drank. Did. Drunk did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Drunk did. And we played um, Jackbox 5, which I had never played. Yeah, which I, I wasn't thrilled with all the offerings in Jackbox 5. It's definitely not their best collection. No. It's still good, but it's not their best. It's cute. But we all know which one's the best one. And I'm not going to say it, but Rob is. Yeah, you're going to say Volume <laughs> 3 because it's got Trivia Murder Party. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Maybe it's 4. Whatever Trivia Murder Party yeah. puts on. That's yeah. your favorite. That's my favorite. We're um, going to play Go to the Killing Floor, where you have to mm-hmm. compete in one of my super fun mini games. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Answer well, or you die. <laughs> I um, love that game. 
But yeah, um, so that was Christmas and New Year's. And then other than that, Todd and I have just been like consuming television and movies like crazy people. I've been sort of doing that except with food. <laughs> Little, I have been eating like an idiot. But, um, <laughs> and also I managed to not go to one movie this entire vacation. Well, it's funny. Todd and I went to precisely one movie. Oh. Like we did not see many movie, movies in theaters because Todd got really sick. Oh no. Uh, and so like I fought a little bit of a cold. Todd got kind of whacked upside the face with one and the cough just did not go away. And he did not want to be that guy coughing like crazy in a movie yeah, theater. That would be rude. And then as soon as he got over that cold, he kind of got another one. Ooh. Yeah, poor guy. That's what happened to um, Keith. Yeah. Remember my old roommate? Yes, Keith I'm familiar. Boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Do you need the one he needs to cut his hair? <laughs> not that one. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. <laughs> It would be that one. <laughs> oh, on a happier note, <laughs> I um, is this another story about you pooping? No, I had two projects that completed today, like officially. So one was the thrice music video. That's what that loud Instagram story you posted was about. I wasn't sure why you posted it. Because I did hair and makeup for it. Got it. It was funny. I'm glad you apologized afterwards because that shit was loud. I know. Like <laughs> that that video had a lot of sound going on. Like I know. A lot. It like threw it right in your face too. <laughs> I was walking the dog. I was outside and I was just like watching Instagram stories. I walked back in, I was like, ha! Like I was actually caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> and also um, the, a trailer for a new web series that's going to come out soon called Razor Tongue, starring and written by Rain Valdez. So, and I loved Rain's Halloween costume. Oh my gosh! Yes, didn't we talk about that? I think we did. Yeah, but it was from um, Maniac. Maniac, the doctor or scientist. Which, seriously, she should be wearing those individual pieces in her normal day to day. Because and get that haircut. Because seriously, like <laughs> she looked fierce. It was a good look. She looked hot. Yeah. And like, seriously, and yeah. like those sort of like 70s style, like influenced uh, clothes, like, oh, if I look like that in those, I would wear that shit every day. Yeah. No, yeah. I I don't have a, my body doesn't have, I'm just long and lean, so I need like things to give me curves. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. I'm short and stocky. It, no matter what suit you put on me, I look like a wall of a man. I look like a weird mafia linebacker i look like the kingpin in a suit i'm not, <laughs> i'm not very big but for some reason i don't know what it is a suit just makes me very square i you, will never look like jude law in a suit well the the thing is you have to get larger shoulders and a smaller like a cinch to waist and then it kind of flares out that kind of makes it look like you have an hourglass yeah. kind of shape so i'm gonna have to like work out my shoulders and get even bigger I'm gonna no like fucking... you just get a suit that already does oh, it for you because i was like if i worked out my shoulders i would suddenly look like joe rogan i'd be built like a gorilla yeah you just need a really good tailor yeah <laughs> so um anywho but yeah cool. we've, we've been watching a lot of tv a lot of movies i can rattle off the list let me know i guess if you want me to dig deeper on any of them or talk about them go for so it so we're not here all night yes. um so on on netflix uh we watched bird box oh we saw that excellent your thoughts i liked it. it i liked it i liked it too yeah like i don't get why everyone's all fucking weird about it steven's like no he like, hated it it was fine did you read the book steven 
Okay. I didn't either. I didn't know there was a book. There is a book. A lot of people oh. considered the book to be unadaptable. Oh. Um, I think, well, and of course, in, in the, the movie, they originally wanted to show the monster, I guess. But uh, I guess on the, the first day of, on set when they had the monster show up or whatever, or like the interpretation of the monster. They're like, nope. Sandra Bullock started laughing. Like, and they were like, all right, maybe this doesn't work. But I mean, the whole idea is that whatever it's showing you or whatever you see it as, you're seeing something that is so upsetting to you that it makes you kill yourself. So obviously, whatever makes you so upset that you kill yourself is not going to upset me like that. So like yeah, so it's like Stephen King's it. It's different yeah, for everybody. Yeah, to show it would honestly steal Ruin its it. power. And yeah. I I I like. I mean, like the movie's not perfect. It's got problems. It's I mean, but like whatever. It's a sci-fi movie about like an invisible slash your worst nightmare monster. Like that's fine. Um, so I'm kind of okay with like all. I lapses. didn't know that. That's what they were conveying, though. I was confused. I didn't know that it was the worst nightmare. I thought it well, was just a creature that made them go cuckoo. Well, it's so, I mean, it's something that clearly really upsets people in, yeah. or it, it shows them something that they need or or don't want. Because, like, you know, the one woman who starts talking to her mother clearly, you know, and we find out that, oh, she's not talking to her mother. No. Like, so, I mean, like, there's there, – it's doing something that is highly specific yeah. to people. Um, and so – like I mean, there's... I was really upset though at the beginning when Sarah Paulson. Oh yeah, and I was like, no, and I don't even really care for Sarah Paulson, but I kind of liked her character in this. There was, it was another short and sweet. There was another character that very much upset me when when bad things happened. To yeah, them. and I was like, well, I mean, it is a horror film. Yeah, and like it. Is, I mean, I know that uh, Netflix released the numbers on it. They said, what well, I mean, this is a while ago. Over forty five million accounts have watched Bird Box, which is nuts if you translated that to movie tickets that'd be like superhero numbers although i'm sure a lot of people watch bird box out of curiosity because they're already paying for netflix and it didn't cost them anything extra sandra bullock yeah it cost them two hours but like i know i i don't think i would have rushed out to see bird box in theaters well i didn't even see the i mean everybody relates it to the quiet place a quiet place or uh the happening love book compared to that too yeah you know i i say it's um I would say it is It Follows and what's the one? The Quiet Place, like yeah. if they had a baby. Well, like I think my favorite thing about it, and this is just a thing I like about movies like this, I like the idea of a threat that is so <sighs> omnipresent and like... Stephen King's it. And hopeless. Stephen King's it. You know, like you are defenseless against it. The Mist. We, I, yeah. I just Stephen just educated me on the mist. I'd never oh, seen it before. That movie's fun. Um, it's fucked up. It's is what it fucked is. up. Yeah, I, I want to read that that short story. I never got a chance. But to the read. reason we watched it was because of Andrea from The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, because she was in a movie I showed Stephen, which Silent he hadn't Hill. seen. Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's Andrea." I was like, "Oh my god, I never noticed because she has short lesbian hair, which I love." Oh my god, that one guy that we were trying to talk about and I couldn't remember his name, Sam Whitwer, yeah. is in The Mist. Yes. He's Starkiller from The Force Unleashed. And he was also oh. on that sci-fi show Being Human where he played a villain. He has super like crazy cheekbones, a very angular face. Is he older? No. He's like the heartthrobby type guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I remember. I think him, he's yeah. a, he's in the army. I think. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In the mist. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I like the idea though of um an an extinction level event that's deeply personal, not like a comet hitting the earth, but like people, 
either like somehow like something a force that's so much bigger than them that we don't quite understand how it works so not like armageddon no and i like the fact and if we're gonna go into like celestial bodies crashing into earth deep impact is the superior movie to armageddon i don't think i saw that i will that's the as a hill i will die on but Deep Impact was better. Aerosmith didn't sing a song in Deep yeah. Impact. Aerosmith also didn't write a song for Armageddon. That's oh. a Diane Warren song. Okay. That could have been performed by anyone. <gasps> Diane Warren wrote that shit. Don't want to miss a thing? Oh. Written by Diane Warren. Do not fight me, Stephen. Uh-oh. Yeah. Did I say that Diane Warren performed it? Uh-oh. uh-oh. No. <laughs> I said that Aerosmith did not write that song. <laughs> Thank you, Peanut Gallery. <laughs> Do not fuck with me oh, no. when it comes to facts like this. <laughs> Next I'm... week on The Vinyl Frontier, Stephen will yeah. be dead. I'm also deeply <laughs> upset that Aerosmith's first number one hit was that song, because I hate that song. That's their number one it's hit? It's their first number one hit ever. What about... What, uh... Janie's Got a Gun? I want to say peak billboard point uh, position? Two. Like, seriously, I think they never had number one hit until Don't Want to Miss a There's Thing. There's another one, though, that I used to hear all the time, and... Living on the Edge? Yeah, I can't crying. remember. Crying? I'm not... Oh, we are crying. I mean, it might have been number one, like, MTV one. countdowns, but like, I want to say when you look at, like, Billboard and stuff, yeah. I think they weren't number one until they hit hmm. Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Anywho, but no. Anywho. Um, I But I like the idea of, like, uh, an extinction-level event that's very personal, and the fact that, like, I like when you watch society collapse. Like... You okay? <laughs> I love how you just went, no! No! <laughs> Back to what I was saying, though. But no, like, I... <laughs> um, I love... Sorry. But I, I, you know, um, I feel like we were denied watching society collapse in The Walking Dead. Day one of the outbreak would have been the most interesting thing to watch. It's also the most expensive thing to watch, you know, or to, to produce. Yeah. And so I like the fact that... I like the fact that Bird Box didn't shy away from, like, day one event. Yeah. And I, I like that. That's actually, and because it's, it's a thing that kind of really rattles me. You had to see the shit that was going on. Yeah, and it really upsets me. And I, I really like that, like, you know, for a movie. I, yeah, I did not mind it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I do, I d- actually did not read any reviews on it. And I didn't read any, um, I heard a lot, there was a lot of naysaying going on, but I don't care. I saw it and I liked it. So it was worth the price I paid, which is to say Oaker. the standing Netflix membership I always have. And their eyes were scary. So that yeah, that the eye effect was neat. <laughs> that was scary. Yeah. So um and so uh we also watched on Netflix, Todd and I watched the complete series of Instant Hotel, which is a like three year old Australian reality series about people who've turned their houses into pretty much like Airbnbs but more hotel style. Okay. So a little nicer. So like um, a bed and breakfast? Except no, no bed and breakfast though is like where typically the owners are still there and it's more of like a there's more hands-on rooms, experience. Yeah. This is more of like I rented out my house, so it's basically Airbnb, but it's like nicer. They give you gift bags on your your beds and you're kind of expected when you go to an instant hotel that it should be very luxurious instead of just like you're living in my house. Um, gotcha. And so the show is neat. That's kind of like what we're trying to do with our house in Santa Cruz. Yeah. We're getting there. Like, the house is neat. The contestants are kind of fun. Some of them are great. Some of them are awful, just like most reality shows. Their uh, grading and sort of judging process is significantly flawed. But it was still a really fun show to watch. Hmm. So, like, it was nice. Like, we learned a lot about Australia. Todd and I did not know much about Australia's They geography. have scary spiders. What's it? And we, it, it, I, I want to say. I was just told. <laughs> we got through almost the 
entire series before they had a big spider moment. Ugh. But, like, they're not in the outback. They're in, like, Sydney and, you know, like, they're in Brisbane. They're in, like, big cities. I heard... I was streaming, and um, one of the guys I watch stream, and he watches me stream, his name's... His screen name's Jack Star. But he lives in Australia. And mm. I said, is it true you have, like, crazy spiders over there? And he's like, some of them are as big as a dinner plate. And I was like what the fuck and then he's like fun fact we have very small dinner plates in australia uh no i imagine no but I've, then he I've was heard like about the level of horrors that he have. was like but even the smallest spiders are just as deadly as those big old fuckers and mm-hmm. i was like oh my goodness but remember you are more likely to be killed by a champagne cork than you are by a spider bite in australia just uh, worldwide i think it's a worldwide average probably or well, maybe it's just America. How much champagne do they drink in, like, well, some, some of these countries? Know, but eight, you, in eight, Vietnam. And, but um, eight days ago, you had three chances to die in my apartment. Because oh we had three bottles of champagne, and you made it. But we didn't eat. Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, anyway, so yeah, we watched... Don't yell at me, Rob. We watched... <laughs> I will yell at everyone. I'm yelling at everyone tonight. Um, sorry, I have a headache. And I don't have much patience for that song. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, we also, uh, we started watching Maniac. We're about halfway through it. I'm still only two episodes in. It's, we're enjoying it so it's far. It's cute. It's fine. Um, I like that monkey in the tree. The monkey in the tree. That fake, like, Muppet monkey in the park. I don't remember. Somebody's playing chess sort of thing. And yes! Thing. Sorry, it took me a minute. I was like, what? <laughs> Such a small bit of the show. <laughs> it's very specific. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, this is kind of just something they didn't have to do, but it's there, and so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, there's okay. So there's one other Netflix thing that I'll come back to at the end it's about like stuff we've been up to. Um, but so real fast, we also watched a few movies. We watched Mission Impossible Fallout. I have not seen it, but I want to. It was fine. It's Mission Impossible. Yeah. It's preposterous. Which reminds me. Yes. I saw a Tom Cruise movie called The Mummy. Oh. With my dad. Do tell. It was. I was, you know, the first, like, 20 minutes were really good, and then it just went downhill. <laughs> it couldn't have been worse, or better, for that matter, I guess, than the, the trailer that they released on YouTube that had only half of the soundtrack on it, right? I didn't even see that. Oh, my God. Uh, on the official IMAX YouTube account, uh, like, before the movie came out, they posted the trailer, and it was an incomplete mix. And so, like, there's, like, no music, and you just hear, like, it's, like, when you hear an isolated scream, it's super weird. It it feels like a joke. I'll see if I can find it. I'm sure it's been mirrored at this point. I think I even downloaded it before they took it down, because it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's so bad. Um, I think it was, like, kind of the thing that's probably most memorable about that movie, I would think. I Did you see it? No. It's really bad. It's yeah. on HBO Go. It's really awful yeah and it's unfortunate because i wasn't aware that they were trying to make like a almost like a marvel universe type thing where they're going to have multiple different stories that are interconnected yeah they were trying to reboot the the basically trying to create an extended universe of the universal monsters right and so i didn't know that and so i'm watching it and the movie's not that old and this isn't a huge thing but i was like why the fuck is there Dr. Jekyll in this movie played by Gerard Butler? Was oh. it Gerard Butler? I think it was. Yeah. And I was like, 
what does he have to do with the mummy? And then I was thinking, I was like, oh my God, they're trying to do a universal monster remix. Yeah. How was, uh, oh God, I don't remember her name. So Sophia B- um, Batella. She's beautiful. Well, yeah, she always is. Um, she didn't really do too much. Okay. So I can't say she had a, her role sucked. I, like I said, the beginning was where you see her the most, and it's like the kind of like the ancient Egyptian mm. part of the story where it's like the background. I like that. Everything else was just really dumb. Aww. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but it's free if you have HBO Go, so yeah, you might as well yeah, watch it. Yeah, so, I, mean, I'll, I would see it for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, Todd and I also, we, um, we watched uh, Hotel Artemis. The movie with Jodie Foster, um, Sterling K. Brown, Sophia Batella. That's so funny. Um, who else is in it? Oh, uh, Paperboy from Atlanta, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, it has a really, really crazy cast. I think uh, Jenny Slate is in it. Um, but, but, oh, I don't Zachary know Quinto's in it. It's about a... Uh, a Artem- Hotel Artemis is a sort of hotel and laquoti fingers but it's mostly a um it's like a hospital for hitmen and people who are like in the cd crime underbelly of los angeles in the year like 2027 or something like that okay it's mm. not very good yeah. it was it was a bummer because like it has this crazy cast and it has a cool idea it's just not that interesting it, it's almost like have you seen john wick yes it's almost like the hotel that they check into where there are rules and like it's obviously filled with hitmen yes. and they're not supposed to do anything to each other, but like you know shit goes weird. Yes. Oh, and Charlie Day is in it. Um, huh. It's got a lot of people, and but it was just kind of like okay. Um, oh, and Jeff Goldblum's in it. It's got everybody. Yeah, um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but oh well. And then okay. we also saw Venom. Oh, I do want to see that. I it, hear good things. It was cute. Like it's funny. It's not gr- very good. I it's... just hear it knows it's going to be a dumb film, so it just goes off of it. Yeah, on it's, that. it's fairly goofy. And like the biggest thing, and this is me putting on my nerd hat for a minute, which is a borrowed nerd hat because I did not, I've not done this research myself. Um, I know that obviously they're breaking the backstory of Venom because the whole idea of the backstory is like what the symbiote attaches to Spider-Man gets addicted to the suit and the power and all that sort of stuff and when Spider-Man realizes that it's kind of bad for him he sheds, he sheds it. it it is scorned it goes to Eddie Brock cuz he had that black suit for a long time remember yeah. that's was the, the fortune suit. of that yeah and so then yeah he, that thing goes he sheds it it goes and finds Eddie Brock Eddie Brock is a weaker person and the symbiote takes over don't they right. kind of show that in Spider-Man 3? Spider-Man 3 does that. Yeah. This one, though, is a, you know, it's a new take on Venom, where Eddie Brock now lives in San Francisco, and it is a Venom without Spider-Man. Yeah. And so it's an, it's a new take on the lore. Is it a standalone, or is it going to be like a... They're, I heard they're trying to create... Well, I mean, they set up a sequel, so they're. it sounds like they're trying to set up like an extended Venom universe, because it's like... Venom is but, a spinoff of Spider-Man, I feel, and yeah. there's no Spider-Man. Well, there were other Venom. Well, there was Carnage. Carnage and then there was the yellow one. What's that one? Mm. There was a yellow, a red, which is Carnage. I know there's Carnage. A black, which is Venom. Venom. I forget. The yellow is a girl, though. I mm. forget who she is. Did not know that. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was fine. It's cute. And like honestly, Tom Hardy, it's hard to take your eyes off him for many reasons. First off, he's lovely. 
Uh, second, he is just having a grand old time. Um, like he's—that's that's what I heard. Yeah, he's obviously having fun making this movie. One of the biggest problems um, is that, uh, like, the villain, um, played by uh, Riz Ahmed from *The Night of*, and he was also in, I think, *Star Wars: Rogue One*. Um, he and like the person he shares like the most scenes with is is actually Jenny Slate. And um, the two of them, honestly, in most scenes, look like they're doing a weird high school production of Venom. They both just look too young, and they, they look like they're, you know, a lot of times when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, it's like I'm looking at, like, a window into a world. This feels like you're looking at a movie set, and you're looking at actors in costumes, reading lines of the Venom screenplay. <laughs> so it's a little weird, but it's still fun. I had a good time watching it. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay. So, um, so, yeah. We watched that. Um and uh last night we actually watched the sh- the movie searching which is I don't pretty know cool that one either stars john cho and deborah messing and um it is a movie that takes place entirely on computer screens like okay. this okay so this guy's daughter goes missing and so the entire movie is him kind of scrubbing her computer trying to figure out like information about her cuz he didn't know her that well and so like literally like there's never a scene of him this like sitting at the computer you never see him at a computer you're just staring at a screen the whole time and so like you'll see like the mouse cursor move and like reset her passwords to sort of get into her accounts and like it's almost like playing detective it, it looks like a game almost and like uh whenever you see him doing stuff um uh whenever you see this sort of um him like on camera it's because he's facetiming someone uh, okay you know or and when he's done facetiming someone he'll just leave the facetime window open yeah and so you can see him while he's like working on the computer yeah it's actually really very interesting i, I liked it a lot hmm. searching searching okay. um and um last thing back to netflix uh there's a show called tidying up Oh my god! Yes, Todd and I have watched the complete series. I of want that. to actually see that sh- that that woman fascinates me, Marie Kondo. <laughs> yes, um, uh, the part where um somebody almost falls and goes, oh, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like so scared. She's so like, sweet. That's hilarious. Um, and like, I'd be like, who cares? I'll learn. Well, and I really <laughs> I want to read the book that she wrote. Uh, yeah, the, which is super famous. Yeah, life changing magic of tidying up. Yeah. Um, and um, but even then, like from the show, actually, Todd and I were really sort of inspired by stuff. And over the weekend, we actually did a pretty massive clean out of one of our sort of storage closets. We threw away so many things that we just don't need and we there's no reason for us to hang on to them we threw away boxes for like five iphones three of those boxes that we don't even have the phones anymore why do we have these boxes because i could tell you why well apple boxes are really nice and we were sentimental about them but we don't need to be no you don't need to be yeah so it was kind of nice that like we were able to just sort of like do a little bit of a purge and we've kind of been inspired to really evaluate our stuff and do that and yeah. be fairly ruthless. I, I typically purge every like six months. Yeah, I'm really bad about that, as you can tell. Steven um, was cleaning out his room and I was like, did you just watch Tidying Up? And he's like, what's that? And I was like, well, let me tell you. Well, it's like a whole new <laughs> joke now of like, well, this doesn't bring me joy. So it goes away. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Well, remember, yeah. in, that was the whole thing also in the new Gilmore Girls, like when I they rebooted it for that. Well, 
It is in all the commercials, darling. I haven't seen any commercials either. So explain, please. Well, basically, okay, so the grandpa, um, Herman, Ed, Edward Herman, the guy who played the grandpa, he passed away in real life. Okay. So basically it's um, their grandma, who's this like really kind of hoity-toity woman. She's like coping with the fact that grandpa or her husband has passed away and she's like getting rid of things in the house. Mm. And so she's like, and she read the book that is famous <laughs> and she's like going through all her shit and she goes, she like takes up her suits or whatever and she goes, I feel no joy. And she just throws yep, it out. There you go. Well, because like, yeah, Marie says like when you pick up something, it should spark joy in yeah. you. And if it doesn't, then you thank it. It's served its purpose. But then there's also the thing where you don't really find joy in it, but you might need it. Well, and that's when she, like, in the kitchen, for example, like, yeah, Tupperware is not going to bring you joy. But then comes the idea of, is this a thing that you want to take into the future? So that's how you frame that. Like, even, like, books. It's like, for me, with shoes. Like, there, I have shoes. I have a lot of shoes that I throw out all the time. But some shoes I just don't want anymore, except... Okay, but what if I go on a hike and I won't have any other shoes because these are the shoes I would use to hike in? Yeah. No, makes sense. Necessity. No, like, and it's, I was actually, the thing I was trying to, I'm still trying to figure out, and I, I want to read the book really badly so I can actually get a little bit more information than the show gave me. Because mm. obviously the show is a really great taste of what she does, but the yeah. book is going to give you real info. Yeah. Um, like, one thing I was thinking about was like, you know, like video games and movies and my record collection and stuff. Like, I know there are a lot of titles that I have that, like, like let's say records. There's a lot of titles I've gotten that, like, I worked on. Do I love the record? No. But I worked on it. Yeah. Or, like... No, I hear you. Or, so, yeah, yeah. Or, or someone gave it to me, and I know it's worth a lot, but, like, I don't value it personally. But I know that, like, if I sold it, it would actually be worth something. And so I'm hanging on to it in case it appreciates more. Or... Like, also, I would feel really guilty because it was, you know, it's a really small run of a promo that was given to me. And so, like, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. And also, beyond individual titles, it's more of, well, like, my collection brings me joy. Yeah. Because of the size and breadth of said collection. And so, like, yeah, there are some titles I can get rid of. Yeah. But there's a lot where it's like, I have a little bit higher of a threshold of tolerance for something that I don't, doesn't necessarily, like, spark joy. Because the whole of the collection brings me joy. Yeah. And so, like, I hear you. Yeah, I'm having to sort of, like, Mm -hmm. definitely take a step back and kind of analyze how I'm approaching this. But at least it's making me think about shit. And, like, Todd and I, seriously, we got rid of boxes for laptops and iPhones. Like, I got rid of my iPad box. Like, I got, we got rid of a lot of Apple boxes. Um, because, like, we don't fucking need them. Yeah. I mean, I, my, I brand new iPhone X max squared times two thirty four. I already threw out the box. I'm like, yeah, it's a nice box, but what do I need this fucking box for? Well, we always hang into the box as if we're ever going to use them. And like, even when you trade in your phone, they don't want the box. No. Like they don't want, and like, as we were doing it, like Todd actually found in like, we have a shoe caddy that we have hanging on the door that we use to store like cables and uh, uh, game controllers and stuff. Um, and in there, we, there we've, in one of the pockets, we found three old iPhone cases. <laughs> None of them fit our phones. Why are we hanging on to these? And especially, you would never go 
back to one of those, you'd buy a new one yeah. because that's the fun and of we don't, a new case. And we don't even have those phones. Like, they don't fit a phone anymore. Girl, I'm glad you are starting to realize tidying up really does help. You know, and now it's become almost, psyche. Now it's almost become like a new joke, though. Like, I came home with a little bag mm-hmm. from a store today, and I didn't want it. Brings and, me no joy. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, Todd, do you need a little bag for anything? And he's like, no. And I was like, cool. So I folded it up, and I said, thank you to the bag, and I threw it away. Because Marie feels it's important to thank something yes. when it served its purpose. And I was talking to someone at work, actually, who has kind of devoured the book and kind of lives by it. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, the nice thing is you recognize something served its purpose. And its purpose could be anything. Yeah. Like, if you had a bad day and you went shopping because it makes you feel good, then – and you never wore those clothes, ever. Yeah. And you don't want them anymore. They served their purpose. And they made you feel good when you bought them. Yeah. And you can thank them. They've served their purpose. Now they can go serve their purpose for someone else. And you can move on. Yeah. And like I love that. It it feels very freeing. And I think the the whole idea of yeah, you thanking your 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 possessions is a way of letting go. And not experiencing guilt. It's yeah. a way to sort of forego the guilt you would have for getting rid of something by just thanking it. You're expressing gratitude instead of regret. Yeah. You know, or concern. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's all. Sorry. But the yeah, long- that's cute. Longest way you've been up to ever, because three weeks, Christmas, holidays, lots of shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Should we get into games, though? We probably should. This is a games <laughs> podcast. I, sorry. It's funny because like, it's less lines on my book than it's ever been on the What Are You Up To section. And However, meanwhile, it was like, there was so much to say. Oh, yeah. And also, the one movie Todd and I saw in theaters, The Favorite. We saw The Favorite. Oh, I do want to see The Favorite. It was cool. Tell me. It's tell not me. my favorite tell of me. that. Uh, it's it, not, what? The Favorite is not my favorite of that director. Unfortunate. Um, I'm a big fan of The Lobster. I love that movie. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, I liked uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer a lot. Not as much as the lobster, but I loved. But I like. I love the lobster. I really want to see the favorite. Well, the favorite is. It's darkly funny. Um, it's it dealt with historical figures that I didn't know anything about. So I actually really wish I'd known a little bit more of my and history. You're not a fan of period pieces, no, are you? Yeah, I'm so. not. But I do love Olivia Coleman. I enjoy Rachel Vice. I love Emma Stone. So um, I don't know. Yeah. And and I like the director. So I was more than willing to go see it. It was yeah. a good use of two hours. I love period pieces, and I'm going to live for this movie. I could just tell. I could just tell. It's dark. It's pretty great, though. It's that, funny. That's what I want. Because it's very rare you get something that dark with, like, a period piece. Yeah. yeah. And also kind of a prestige piece. I mean, it's, like, getting a lot of award attention. Yeah. So I'm excited. Well, Olivia Coleman won the Golden Globe. Yes, she did. I was yeah. going to say, but I didn't know because I haven't seen it, so I don't even know who she plays. The she, Queen? She plays Queen Anne. Yeah. Queen Anne, yeah. So, um, so we play games. What do you? Play? Um, well, I play. I'm uh, currently playing Thronebreaker, which is the new Witcher game. It's kind of like an add-on to the Gwent series. Mm, how is it? It's a, like RPG where you. It's like almost like a board game you're playing, and then you battle in Gwent battles. The card game. Um, oh, so that's the battle system. Is all Gwent? It's all Gwent. What? what? Mine. Blown. I had no idea that that was its combat system. So a lot of people are like comparing it to, at least people I know, are comparing it to the Pokemon for the Game Boy, where it was like you enter a match and it's like a card system. What? I didn't know that either. Yeah, no, I didn't play Pokemon. Yeah, so I'm, I'm old. I don't know about Pokemon. I don't know things. The Pokey and the Mans. <laughs> so I like it. I like the style. The style's very um, line artsy and cartoony almost and um 
God, what's the game? I'm Ultima Online, kind of mm. like that kind of view you get. Well, it looks almost like Puzzle Quest, like the the sort of angle, like when you're navigating yes. the um the overworld map. Yes, not the obviously the combat. Right. So I'm enjoying the game. Um, there are a few problems. Uh, <laughs> well, before we get into the problem, the major problem that um the story takes place around the um. I'll just a little background because I yeah. love The Witcher. Yeah. It's from the book um, Baptism of Fire is when this takes place. And it's when Geralt is going to basically race down the Yoruga, li- Yoruga River. Whoa. To, um, he's looking I for the Arugula. Arugula liver. <laughs> <laughs> so it's based on book five. Yes. Well, well it's like three in the series. Because the way they, oh, it's all yeah. weird and mixed oh, up. Oh, yeah, because the last wish is not numbered. Correct. Ugh, very confusing. It's very confusing. But um, anyhow, so there's this whole battle that takes place on this river. There's the Nilfgaardians who are the supposed bad guys or the bad guys. And then there are the Temerians, the Lyrians, the Rodanians. The, they're all there. And so Queen Meave, who is the leader of Rivia and Lyria, she is battling she's a queen who actually runs into battle with her team and so she's fighting 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 they push the North guardians back and she knights Geralt that's the when he becomes Geralt of Rivia is when that happens oh so that's where he gets his name from well so much about Nilf guardians let me know when you meet the Dilf, Dilf guardians, guardians. <laughs> hey, oh god they're all Dilf guardians in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, so this is taking place during that time. So your play as Queen Meave. Oh. So she's your playable character. Got and it. you are getting your for- enforcements, your battlements, your whatever, I don't know, words for war, but all that shit together to fight this war. Got it. Your forces. Yeah. Your forces. Your enforcements. We're making up a lot of words, words. here. <laughs> well, before friends. we continue, I'm feeling really guilty. Steven, I'm sorry for yelling at you. I didn't realize I'd be so triggered by that. Um, <laughs> I feel really guilty. He's so used to being yelled at. All, that's all I ever do during Overwatch. <laughs> okay, good. At least, so I have some backup on my thoughts on the favorite and Yorgos, yeah. the director. He's so. used to being yelled at, too. Because. <laughs> I'm a bitch in Overwatch, <laughs> and I even know I'm a bitch. But we have a safe word, and he doesn't even use it. <laughs> Are we allowed to know what it is? Cacao. <laughs> <laughs> Remember from Portlandia? No, I've that, actually never seen Portlandia. Oh, <laughs> Rob. I know, and the worst thing is, actually, I borrowed and then ended up moving, so I feel really guilty. I do still keep in touch with her, and I should offer it back. Um, I borrowed a promo. Can you watch it? Copy of season one from it's her. So good, and it's adorable because it's on a burned DVD. Is like, there a bird on it? As a for your consideration, <laughs> it's in a wooden box with a bird on it. Of course, there is. Put a bird on it. Yeah, and it's in a nice, really wooden box. It's a really nice set, like for a promo. And I feel really bad. I haven't watched it yet. You need to watch it. It's it. hilarious. Out of all the things you've watched, I cannot believe that. Well, like, I've seen a few things. Like I've seen the "Put a Bird on It" um, sketch on YouTube, yeah. and I've seen the one where they watch Battlestar Galactica and both lose their jobs. Yes. When they're hooked on that show. Yes. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> that one's funny. But there are some really good ones like the um the feminist book um store owners. Oh, I really need to get into are that show. So good. And um yeah, Cacao is <laughs> one of my favorite scripts. And um when 
they have uh, what's her face? Um, Amy Mann mm. becomes their maid. That's awesome. And so she, it's like a running joke through an entire like season or episode. I can't remember, but there's a lot to it, and the, there's a twist at the end. It's really funny. Well, like, so. last year for for New Year's, I like kind of freaked out because uh, that was when I went to. Um, I think it was New Year's. Went to Paula Pell's house and I met Carrie Brownstein. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she just walked in the door and I happened to be standing in the foyer, so like I welcomed her in, even though I did not live there. That's and I, amazing. Like the door, but like, I was like, oh! yeah, I was like, hello. What? Like I freaked out because she was in Slater Kinney. Mm-hmm. Like, and of course, I do. I am familiar that she's on Portlandia, and that's a big deal. But um, I was more excited about the Slater Kinney connection. I met her because she was also on um, Transparent. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's when I met her. Nice. So what else are you playing? Aside from Throne Breaker. Uh, but I didn't get to the part where... Oh, sorry, my bad. The broken oh, part of the yep. game is it constantly crashes. Throne broken. Throne brokener. Mm. So sad. So it's crashing a lot? A lot. And you're on PS4. PS4. It's not a heavy graphics game. It's really unfortunate. It's. Mm. I thought, well, maybe it's just the first time. Did it again. I was like, did it again. It's done it four or five times in a playing time of like two hours. Well, hopefully it'll get patched soon. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend buying it until it's patched, only because it's kind of aggravating. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, But it's beautiful. I like it. If you like card games, it's perfect for you. And it's The Witcher, so what's not to love? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you playing anything else? Uh, well, still Overwatch. Some Overwatch. I, I played. Ooh, what was it called? Okay, there was this VR game that Travis made me play, where you're this little blue thing. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Yeah, I've heard that's amazing. I haven't played it. It yet. was really fun, and I played a level, and I think I, I impressed Travis because I only died once, but it was only because I didn't know what I was doing. But I got through that game. I got the token he couldn't find, like the extra token that he needed to complete the level 100%. You know, just nice. getting well, things done. I downloaded the demo, but I haven't fired up my PSVR in a while. So I really need to do that, though, because I've heard it's – like that game It's really cool. came looking. out of nowhere. And yeah. it like at the Game Awards, it won Best VR Game over Beat Saber, which I actually thought was going to take it. Oh. Um, so, yeah, like it – that game really, I mean, it has a lot of attention on it right now, and I would like to give it more. You would love it. I really want I to. I could tell. Well, it's, I mean, I enjoyed Super Lucky, or I enjoyed Lucky's Tale a little bit on the Oculus, which is another 3D platformer in VR. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I'm really excited about Astrobot yeah. Rescue Mission. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. The first question I asked Travis is, is it going to scare the shit yeah, out of me? Is it like Resident Evil Kitchen? Because that's... Mean. Kitchen was so fun. Yeah, I think he made me play that roller coaster one too. What was that? I don't know the roller coaster. Where it's one. like was it roller coaster dreams? No, where it's like all evil and it's made by the people um, that did the other game with Raimi Malik in it. Mount Mount Mount. Oh yes, the 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 minecart shooting gallery, Rush yeah. of Blood. Rush of Blood. I thank love you. that game. Oh, so scary with that big old pig. No, thank you. So. Anyway, yes, Thronebreaker is broken, and um, that's that's basically all I've been playing. All right. How about you? Well, lots has happened since we talked. Um, I finished four more games, uh, so my total for 2018 was 34 games completed. Congratulations. Thank y'all. Uh, so number 31 was Celeste on the Switch, which was great. Um, really good indie precision platformer, like Super Meat Boy. Steven is going, yes, that's yeah. a good game. Did you finish that one? 
It's good. Well, and the best thing about Celeste is that like I feel like it, it wants you to finish it. Like right when you start it, the first thing it says is you can do this. Like it is a game that's about overcoming a lot of your own sort of personal barriers and sort of dealing with a lot of emotional stuff like it's an indie game so it has a message um but even then like the game actually embodies that in that it presents you a very real challenge but it's not insurmountable it actually how long does it take to beat that game i think it took me probably about four hours so okay i think i died 1400 times wait is that the game you were playing that Oh yeah. yeah. It's like Super Meat Boy, only it it's like Super Meat Boy, only it wants you to finish it. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, and it has like bosses. Like Yeah. It has yeah. like some sort of some encounters. Um yeah, I really like Celeste a lot. It's currently for free on Xbox Live Gold for any gold members out there. This month, Celeste is free. You should be downloading it. If you have an Xbox and you have Xbox Live Gold, you have no excuse. It's good. Um yeah, so I played Celeste, enjoyed it uh, on the Switch while I was traveling to Missouri to see Todd's family. Very cool. Then when we got back into town, um, I uh, finished uh, the second batch of DLC for Spider-Man called Turf Wars. Okay. My least favorite of the three. Um, it was still fine, but it just was like not as good as Silver Lining, which was the third one, and it wasn't as good as uh, The Heist, which was the first one. Um the 34th game I finished for the year was actually the star, the Silver Lining DLC for Spider-Man. So I'm officially done with Spider-Man. I've done all the DLC. I've done everything. You may have noticed, if you're counting along at home, I skipped a number. Because number 33 that I finished game-wise for the year, I'm considering it a game because, fuck you, it's my list and I can do what I want. Bandersnatch on Netflix, the Black Mirror episode. Oh, yeah. Did you do that one? Not yet. So, yeah. I heard that one kid quit Twitter, though. Because mm-hmm. of like backlash, really, like one of the um, stars, really, the blonde kid, oh, boy, yeah. the one from uh, We're the Millers. I don't know. So I, I didn't read it, but he quit Twitter because some backlash because of that. Hmm, I did not know. Well, Twitter is the worst. It is the worst. Um, by the way, you should be following us on Twitter at Bit Diff Podcast. Yes, please. Um, so, um, but Bandersnatch was it was an interesting experiment. Um, I enjoyed my time with it, but like it's weird. Um, I played Bandersnatch. Like, I play a choose-your-own-adventure game. I played to win. Like, I played to make good choices. And to me, if anything, it was not a very good episode of Black Mirror because of it. I should have been playing it like an episode of Black Mirror. Can you replay it? Yeah, you can replay it. So but replay I don't, it. I don't want to, though. Like, it's weird. I, I feel but like... But it'll be completely different. I know. It'll be like the second episode. But I feel like the ending I got is... I don't know. Like, I, I that's the hard part when you have a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, what ending is canon? Like, what was the ending they wanted us to see? Clearly, I feel like everything should have felt like Black Mirror because it was Black Mirror. But instead, I guess I would have had to make a lot of more negative choices in order to have it feel like an appropriate episode of the show. So you got the San Junipero when you wanted the something else. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I got San Junipero when I wanted the National Anthem. Like, I wanted something deeply upsetting gotcha. to me. Well, um, you, then you shouldn't have chosen the good I know. <laughs> options. Yeah, Todd and I played it, though. Um, and yeah, we got, I think, three endings before we got, like, our final ending. Um, and it was cute. Um, so it's an hour and a half. It's, yeah, officially there's five hours and 12 minutes worth of footage. Your experience time will vary. Um, on average, it's about 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, we, we had a good time with it. Um... In general, I, I get I'm, – I'm actually really excited that, like, Netflix has kind of figured out this tech for the choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. I think it's a cool idea. 
it makes sense to me that Black Mirror, because it's like the intersection of, you know, human nature and tech, yeah. it makes sense that Black Mirror was the first to do the Choose Your Own Adventure. But via it was Netflix. Via uh, Netflix. Via Netflix, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, it was a subpar Black Mirror episode. And I'm glad they did it. I, I'm all for Netflix continuing to go down this choose-your-own-adventure path, but it should be a standalone thing that is not part of a franchise. The only reason why I did it is because it was Black Mirror, not because that it was a choose-your-adventure. I didn't want a choose-your-adventure. I wanted more Black Mirror. Mm. So that's why I did it. So yeah. for me, it was like it's a cool concept that kind of couldn't get out of its own way. Gotcha. But it was that's, fine. That's a fair assessment, yeah. I would say. But, like, everyone I talked to that's gotten more negative endings, they've been much more happy with it. So maybe I should replay mm-hmm. it so I can actually get a real beat on... Yeah, let's make well, you unhappy, bad. Rob. I know. We don't like you that's happy. That's what I want. I want unhappiness. Yeah. Um, And then um, I finished one game so far this year. My game counts up to one. Um, I finished Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Classic Mode with all, all heroes. Like, I've unlocked every hero, and I've played through Classic Mode with all of them. Nice. So I did play some of that too back yeah. home. Yeah. Any changes to I'm your not favorite very character? Good at it. Um, who do I like now? I was playing some Dark Samus. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say my favorite character. Um, my favorite character is probably Bowser. Okay. I like Bowser. I like using the flame. <laughs> That's, I'm such a little Mac user at this point i love little mac the thing with bowser too is when he turns around he turns around he doesn't like make the skip movement where you like just j- walk right off the edge um there was somebody else who i did like and i can't remember who it was i played bayonetta which she's a little hard to control in that game yeah, everything she- gets so tiny i can't even see with my my bad eyeballs <laughs> so I need to borrow yours, Rob. My laser eyes. Yeah. Um, and then so. Um, and then also, uh, I started playing Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past on the SNES <gasps> Classic, like in earnest. Are you loving it? Uh, I am. It. I'm actually doing it. Uh, I'm. I'm doing a walkthrough assisted uh, playthrough just That's because. Fine. Just play it. Yeah, I'm in my 30s. I just want to experience everything this game has to show me. And there's a lot of stuff I would never have found. Hit the chickens. No, do, it. do not hit the chickens. Do hit the chickens. Um, you have to experience it. Yeah, there's like a lot of power-ups that I missed when I tried playing it before. And like last time I stalled out at the ice dungeon, which is dungeon number five in the dark world. And like that's kind of where I stalled out when I was playing it on virtual console on the 3DS. Uh-huh. And I wasn't having fun anymore. And um, last night I finished dungeon number seven in the dark world. So all I have left is Ganon's Tower. Nice. And then I'll be done. Um, and then I can get on to a new game because um, I'm still trying to do that thing of like one old, one new, one old, one new. Um, but yeah, this is like my first classic game for the year. Um, and yeah, almost done. I'm having a good time. I But yeah, I, I feel a little guilty that I'm doing a walkthrough assisted, but it's fine. Otherwise, I'd be playing this game all fucking year. I, I need to experience yeah. it and move on. And at least because I'm being directed to a lot of stuff, I can see a lot of the really smart, really thoughtful design that went into this game. It's really ahead of its time. Well, so is the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. But for a link to the past, it's ahead the of its first time. One. Uh, Rob, you're smart. It's a link to the past uh, with an eye to the future. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll see myself out. Yeah. Bye. Um, and then uh, my last little thing on the games thing we always talk about it. Uh, PS Plus free games for the month on PS4. There are there's steep. The extreme sports game from Ubisoft. Okay. And Portal Knights, which I've never heard of before. And then on PS3 is Amplitude, which is a really great music game, and Zone of the Enders HD Collection. Very cool. The Vita games I didn't bother looking up. 
Very nice. So that is the game section. Is it time for us to learn? Well, it is time for us to learn something. <laughs> now, yeah. How much time do we have? We have time. We're good. Okay. Well, the word of the week is not really one you can guess because you probably already know what it is, but the word of the week is related to Overwatch this week. Okay. Uh, Bastet. Oh! Because, yeah, that's the name of, the, like, the new thing is Anna's Bastet, right? Mm-hmm. That's the new challenge that they're doing. Um, is it a mask? Well, she wears the mask of this character. Okay, because this... I, I actually officially don't know what a Bastet oh. is. Uh, Bastet is actually an ancient Egyptian god. Okay, because it looks like an Anubis mask or something that she's wearing almost. It's like a cat, yeah. Okay. But Anubis is a dog, right? Anubis is, yeah, a jackal. Got it. Oh, it's not even a dog? I guess jackals look like dogs. Yeah. Okay. So, Bastet, so just to, like, educate us a little bit, mm-hmm. I am taking out the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft by Judica Isles, which Travis and Crystal got me for Christmas. Thank you. And so, um, we'll just, I'm just going to read this little section, and then we'll know why Anna is intrigued with this character and chose to choose her as, like, her alter ego. Okay. Okay. So, the most famous sacred Egyptian cat is Bastet. Um, whose titles include Mistress of the Oracle and the Great Conjuress of the Casket. She is depicted as a cat, often bejeweled, or as a woman with a cat's head, sometimes surrounded by kittens. Besta has dominion over sex, fertility, marriage, magic, music, childbirth, prosperity, joy, dance, and healing, in short, the pleasures of life. She provides humans um, with a range of protections against fertility, and because she's protecting in the story, um, she's trying to protect her community against, like, the mafia of the area. Mm. I forget what they're called, but... Did you read the story? No. Oh, well, I'll go over it in Graphic Jam, um, if we have time for all this. Um, and um, uh, dangers of childbirth, evil spirits, illness, bodily injuries, and this caused by venomous creatures. So, Yeah. That's about as much as I'm going to go into it. But, um, yeah, she's a goddess of protection. Honest protecting the people. She's a healer, so it makes perfect sense that... And she's from Egypt. Yeah. So it all makes perfect sense this would be who she chooses. Nice. That's all. I learned something, because, yes, I kept seeing the, the short... The image short's called Bastet, and then I know that the event's Anna's Bastet, and I did not know what any of that was. Now you so, do. Oh, I do. <laughs> You're so smart now. When I... Yeah, it's it's no bean fest, but because uh, that thing will that that knowledge of what a bean fest is has changed my life. Right, I remember that. Do you remember what a bean fest is? It's like a company dinner. Yeah, it's like a company party, or yeah, it's like the company kind of like uh, rewarding like, it's their a thank people. you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you to the peons. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is it time for some vinyl frontiers? It's time for the vinyl frontier. That it is. So, um, uh, just recently at Amoeba, before we saw the favorite, I found a copy of the soundtrack to A Link to the Past on vinyl, which is appropriate since I was playing it right now. Yes, and it's good. Uh, I grabbed it. It's weird, though. The You okay? Yeah. Uh, the record, I, I listened to a little bit today, and I don't know if it's like a weird soundboard they were using to generate it, or if it's like mastered funny. It feels kind of bootleg and weird. I don't know. I'm not... It's... But it's kind of cool that it's that I have it, but I don't, I don't know. It's weird. You're not a fan. It's kind of it's. I need to actually spend more time with it because it doesn't feel quite right. Um, it's I thought the I was, remix. I thought I was playing it at the wrong speed at first because oh. uh, it just sounds off. 
Um, but like right now, I've also heard the theme to Legend of Zelda like a billion fucking times because that song repeats really frequently in that game. Yeah, like but that's it's good. No, it's good, but like the game could have benefited from a little bit longer and a little bit more variety of music. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. Also, my I am eight bit uh delivery of the soundtrack to Old Man's Journey from the artist Scientific. He also did the soundtrack to Oxenfree. Um, mm-hmm. that arrived, which is lovely. It's like a really nice sort of um fabric wrapped uh gatefold. It's really nice. Um, and also my six vinyl. LP set of volume one of the music of destiny arrived. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Are you left-handed? I'm not. That's why those lines are terrible looking. Okay. I'm righty all the way. I don't even know how to hold a pen in my left hand effectively. (laughs) Um, But I can draw a squiggly line. So that's the final frontier. Wait, destiny one or two? One. I really, I can't wait for them to do two because I need the music to the The farm. farm. I have it on my, my, um, Spotify playlist. It's so I good. Like, just, I feel like such a douche just going to the farm and like listening to the just music. Just standing there, just yeah. listening to the music. It's it was so, so good. good. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you stopped, Rob, because you just got yourself stuck in a thick jam. <laughs> Whoa. It's been a while since we've had a jam. Uh, well, we really don't have one. Um, I'm just going to go over the short story. Uh, because I haven't finished my Witcher book. I haven't started Lumberjanes. Can I, I see Lumberjanes? Yes, you may. I will just look at it while you tell me stories. The art is so good. Um. Ooh, this... <gasps> Sorry, let me just say, uh, the actual, like, book that you got of Volume 1 of Lumberjanes... Yeah. ...is... Super nice. ...beautiful. It's, like, embossed. It's posh. It's so nice looking. Yeah, it's real nice. Um... I enjoy it too, but vinyl friend. Oh yeah, so the story of Bastet. Um, it's the new Overwatch story. Yes, it introduces Anna as Bastet, and it's basically her taking care of Soldier seventy six the entire time because he gets hurt in battle. Um, Overwatch has been disbanded. The freaking assholes, including Reaper and all of them, are destroying everything. And so they're trying to form their group back together to, like, make shit happen. And um, basically what happens is we get a huge reveal, which is super (laughs) popular right now. Yeah. Uh, Soldier 76 is gay. Well, is he he gay or is he bi? Like, I heard heard bi. Okay, so he was in a relationship with what, Vincent? Vincent, who used to be uh, one of his... Uh, wartime buddies and seriously like i love the fact that now overwatch vincent is by though because vincent well okay. actually no they don't actually say he's married to a woman they say he's married with children but they don't say to who so who knows maybe he married anybody um but yeah but then yeah because people are like well is he by is he just his friend so the actual um main story creator for overwatch i forget his name but he wrote a tweet saying they're gay calm down <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah well and at this point i love the fact that um tracer their key art cover model lesbian and soldier 76 whom is sort of like their call of duty inspired yes. middle of the road yes. entry point character yes. is gay also if you bought the like special edition of the game when it came out the statue the it came statue with soldier 76 is gay too. 
<laughs> so like I do love the fact that like the game is Wait, doesn't like, Ben have that in his bathroom? Like his John and Ben John both and... do. Yes, they do. And I think it's actually John's statue. Well, it's in their guest bathroom. It is. It's in the guest bathroom downstairs. They have their Soldier 76 statue. They have their little man it's watching. It's a gay out. man watching you pee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, no, I was super excited. I, in my news, I had Overwatch. Welcoming someone new to the family is all I said. It's so cute. And now they need to do Moira's story because I need to get to the bottom of this. What is her deal? Yeah. So. That's exciting. Yeah. It's so cute. Right. And he's a handsome dude. I know. I can't wait for the leather daddy skin. The Tom, the Tom of Finland, Soldier 76. I called it the Castro 76. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, you see him in like hot pants. <laughs> So good. I need assless chaps now. Soldier 76, Folsom Street Fair Edition. <laughs> He's so good, actually. Well, you know the art's going to be popping up all over the place now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. There, there already was. Yeah, there already now, was. And now, now it's, it's going to get real good. Okay. That's right. I was sitting on my leg funny. My right leg is so numb. I'm literally like kicking my right foot with my left foot, and I can't feel a thing. The blood will, will return. Oh, God. Pins and needles are going to happen soon. Pins and needles. So you see me squirming. Um, all right, well, so that's Graphic Jam then, right? Or is there more to Graphic Jam? Mm-hmm. You told me the story, but is there well, more to this story? There, nope, that's about it. They have a whole thing about Reinhardt that is they don't go into detail about, so I wonder what's going on with him. Well, Reinhardt's thing, the one who's kind of built like a Tom of Finland model okay. a little bit more. Yes, but not to anything to do with his sexuality, with something like a falling out between Soldier 76 and Reinhardt. And then also there's this whole geez, this whole spiff about how Anna and Farah aren't getting along because Farah's Anna's daughter. Yeah. So they have this whole thing that's going on there too, but we'll find out in another story. So nice. Yeah. Well, um, so on to some news. Let's do some. Well, before we, well, we still have the newsy thing, but let's, let's consider it a news thing. Did you finish Tower of Swallows? I did. How was it? Oh, the book. Yes. yes. It's very good. Um, it ended- You were stringing us along for weeks. You were just like, I need to finish Tower of Swallows. Oh, what? How did it end? Because now I'm halfway through this Well, next don't ruin book. the ending, but like, were you happy with it? Was it good? Oh, my God. I love this series so much. If Netflix ruins it for me, I'm going to scream bloody murder. It is funny. Watching Mission Impossible Fallout, um, I do actually see that Henry Cavill could do some justice to Geralt. I think it could oh, be I'm good. Excited. When also he, if they ever make a Tom of Finland movie, like a uh, you know a fictional, so like a, a, a mainstream one, it just throw a mustache on him again, and he's good yeah, to go. He's so cute. Yeah. Have you been to the Tom of Finland Museum I'm in not. Echo Park? No, it's in Echo Park. I know we had one. Oh yeah, it's in a house. Oh, it's so good. I've been there. I went to a party there. That's fun. It was fun. A sexy party. It was a sexy party. Oh. But it was more of like um for like sexy artists yeah. who do like um um uh, what's it called when like performance artists. Okay. Yeah. So they were doing like a a, a masterpiece theater. All right <laughs> so, then. Yeah, it was good. Nice. Well, newsy time for realsies? Newsy time for realsies. Well, um I have just a couple of things. They're all really pretty fast. Go for it. Um which is good cuz uh, we've been going for a while. Yes. Um so uh I don't know if you heard about this, but Netflix 
has picked up a show from David Fincher and the director of Deadpool. Yeah. Whose name I don't know. I didn't even write it down. But David Fincher is a name that everyone knows and gets excited about. Yes. Um, so he, him and the Deadpool director have created the show called Love, Death, and Robots, which is going to be 18 different stories, various genres. Um, you know, so like, like, I think there's going to be like, you know, sci-fi, obviously, horror, romance. I think it's covering like every genre. Um, 18 different stories, 18 different animation styles because they've gone to 18 different animation studios to make them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that because I love interesting animation. Like, the Animatrix is so good because it's, like, what, seven really disparate styles yeah. all contributing to a greater piece. Like, I love cool, like, cutting-edge, weird animation. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. That is cool. cool. On the animation note, Carmen Sandiego is out on Netflix. Is it out already? Yes. Because I knew they released a trailer, but I didn't know it was out already. It's out. Have you watched it? Um. Well, I assume it's out since somebody I know already watched the entire season. Then that's likely, yes. Uh, I have not watched it because okay. it wasn't me. But I want to see it. It's not quite like how we remember her. She's a child. So it's like She-Ra. The, you know what? It's also what they're doing with Thundercats, right? Is it? I think so. No, I don't know. The animation style is very childish for Thundercats, even more so. I'm like, well, okay. Um, yeah, they kind of did a Shira type thing where she's, rather than being the head villain, she was taught by the head villains, and now she's stealing back the artifacts that all the villains stole. Oh, so she kind of turned tail. Yes, yeah, so they kind of turned her like into a true like antihero yeah, instead of a she's villain. like a Catwoman. Yeah. I don't know about that, but whatever, I'll watch it because it's Carmen San Diego. Um I I liked her more as an adult, but whatever. Well, I liked Carmen San Diego as an adult as well. I feel she should be this sort of like voluptuous, mysterious woman. We just grew up in a sexier past. We did. <laughs> Seriously, between She-Ra and Carmen San Diego. And Thundercats. Yeah. Basically everything. Yeah. Silverhawks. It was all sexy. Yeah. Now it's all sh- childish. Childish. Which yeah, if we said that was sexy, we'd be on a list somewhere. Yeah, because it is absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that's your reason why. Because we'd be crazy. That's what we would be. Not predatory. We'd just be wrong. Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, so uh, on New Year's uh, Eve slash New Year's, I want to say it was like right after the the after midnight, yes. um, Netflix released uh, the announcement of the release day for Stranger Things Season 3. Nice. Fourth of July. Oh, cool. Mark your calendars. I can't think of anything else worth celebrating that day. Oh, yeah. They have all that key art where it's like a picnic or like a oh, cook-off. But yeah. it makes sense. What Todd was saying, and I didn't even realize this, um, it's kind of cool that, barbecue. that like Stranger Things is kind of tapping into a lot of this sort of 80s nostalgia in that, like, season one was, like, the really great sort of, like, you know, um, kids, buddy movie, like, Goonies kind of, but, you know, like, its stand own thing. Stand By Me. Yeah, Stand By Me. It was, like, that. it was that thing. Yeah. And then season two was a kick-ass 80s Halloween season because it was all around Halloween. Yeah. And now this new season is, like, an 80s summer movie kind of thing, like, it could be. So it's kind of cool that they're they're dipping into almost, like, different tropes of 80s material yeah between like yeah just like you're, you're when are we getting the mall movie well, oh it's this one is this one? Oh yeah yeah oh yeah so like it's kind of cool that they're 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 definitely taking a step away from like i mean it'll still be supernatural because it's strange god things. i hope it's just like yeah. chopping mall i'll be so excited <laughs> i don't think it'll be that intense but it'll be fun though. it's so good uh cool 
Well, did you know that Cold Iron Studios is developing a shooter set in the alien world? No. Yeah, and it's a massive multiplayer online shooting shooter set in the alien cinematic universe for consoles and PC. I did not know that. And it's I think it's a sequel to Isolation. What's it called? Does it have a name? Uh god, yes. Because I saw they were they were doing a mobile game that is there's a, a mobile one that one's the sequel to Isolation I think because it's oh because that one's about Amanda oh I really. got it mixed up then then this one's completely different okay I mixed it up okay so yeah there is a mobile one because yeah the mobile one is called Night something uh <laughs> a blackout blackout yeah um and yeah that continues Isolation and continues Amanda Ripley's story but I didn't know about a, a console game yeah so. I guess apparently they announced the mobile game and people were like, a mobile game? We don't want a fucking mobile game. And then like the next day they announced this one. They're like, shit, we better get the other one out. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be a massive multiplayer online shooter. PC All the words I said. <laughs> um, How about you? Well, the next one um, that I got here for some news. Um, so this is about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, mm-hmm. the new game from From Software that I'm really excited about because, you know, it's my soul's fix. Yeah. Um, although I am super bummed there is not going to be any multiplayer in it. So that bums me out because I feel like I may never finish this game because I like co-op. And that's actually kind of what's gotten me through a lot of dark patches of dark souls and bloodborne yes um so no multiplayer bad however it's the first game i think from from software to have a pause button oh it's gonna be so nice oh that's nice well dark souls is is super terrifying because you can't pause yeah like you have to find a room that's safe and then hope that you don't get invaded and like and then just like take a pee break yeah like todd and i have had many discussions when he like (laughs) stomps in the front door he's like why didn't you call me when i you know or why didn't you pick up the phone when i called you on my way home from work and i'm like no pause button babe like i can't pause sorry like yeah like, you happen- may be dying but i could be dying here yeah, too this happened with dark souls bloodborne <laughs> destiny 2 overwatch like anything that's online you can't pause and so therefore like todd just sort of accept- accepts like if i'm at home and i don't answer the phone i'm playing something that doesn't have a pause button so it's kind of it has pause Small, not really news, but personally, I'm very excited about that. That's very nice. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, shoot. I just closed the damn thing. Well. What'd you do? I closed it, but that's okay. I remember sort of it. Up here, isn't there a, like, open your recently closed tabs or something? Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah. You're so good. Okay. So, because <laughs> this is one of our favorite topics. Uh, dad finds bag of drugs inside his case of his four-year-old son's video game. Which game? <laughs> well, there's only one of two games it could be. Rob, what do you think it was? Grand Theft Auto? No. Smash Brothers? No. Red Dead? NBA 2K. Mm. What kind of drugs? Uh, it looks like MDNA, they say. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, they're not fucking around. So it was, is, this was in um, somewhere in England... And apparently there's this, like, game store called Game, G-A-M-E. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's, like, that's their GameStop. It's, like, their big... Oh, okay. Their, it's their big game So, that's chain. what it's found in. <laughs> All right, then. 
<laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, there's all, I feel like every year there's got to be at least yeah. one story of like so-and-so finds drug in their children's it's game. It's amazing what case you it's know. always in. It's always Grand Theft Auto or NBA 2K. Or Madden. Madden or Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. It's always one of those. Well, it does also make sense that those are typically some of the most popular games and the most sold games it's like my my dad tried pulling this thing where he said i would like to say more of the asshole men well that is also true who but sell like, drugs but my, are putting them in those cases it, my dad tried to scare me a little bit ago because he was like do you know what the most stolen car in the world is and i was like an audi i was like honda civic and he's like yeah and i was like because there's more of those on the road than any other car Correct. like the chances of those getting stolen are higher just because there's lots of them yeah, but you don't see a bag of MDNA in, like, Legends of Zelda. Yeah. Because it's cute. You never see it in Pokemon because it's cute. You always see it in NBA. You always also, see it in how fucked Grand up, Theft Auto. How fucked up do you have to be to, like, sell your drugs to a game store? Like, also, how did Pretty a game store not up. notice that? Like, that's, I guess, the weirdest thing. Because you would think they'd check the disc. Well, they have to take the disc out of the box, I think. Apparently right? not. But, like, it's like, um, maybe it's just a donation. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, you know, did a f- his fun little take on a phrase that actually applies to this. Only users lose drugs. <laughs> and gain drugs. <laughs> well, yeah. But, like, seriously, like, only users lose drugs and only users lose drugs. Uh, like, just otherwise, I think if you were sober, you probably wouldn't have lost your, your drugs. Mr. Former NBA 2K owner. Yeah, Dodo. Um, my last little bit of news, super short. There was a timed demo for Devil May Cry 5 on the Xbox One only. It is now gone. Uh, Goodbye, time demo. However. The time is up. On the 7th of February, there will be a new demo. Far, uh, for Devil May Cry 5, uh, demo number two, it'll be out on both Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Sweet. So you can get your demo on of uh, Devil May Cry 5. And my last piece of information is that there is a new Harry Potter game coming out. And it's like a... Nobody exactly... Has it finally been confirmed or are you working off the leak? No, it's called Harry Potter Wizards Unite. And I'm already signed up for the newsletter. What kind of game is it? We don't know exactly yet. Is but this, have we, you seen that leaked footage though of like that three D, uh, like the third person exploration Harry Potter where like there's people casting spells and like shits breaking like it's destructible environments. It looks like no. It looks like Crackdown meets Harry Potter. It looks beautiful and amazing. I haven't seen it. It's not real. It was leaked footage, so um, a lot of people like are trying to figure out what it actually is. So, I don't know, it could be this, could be something else. I have no fucking clue. It might not be real. Like, we all are kind of... Like this whole thing? No. Where This is their whole thing right now. Uh, We'll keep talking about this. I'm going to... I'll I'll find that thing for you. Wait, but I was going to say... Sorry, continue. um, It's an RPG... uh, Blah, blah, blah. Character customization. Hogwarts houses. Familiar spells. uh, The legitimacy... There's a whole thing about legitimacy in this, but this is the actual one. But where's the other one I just had? Anyway, so that's the game. It's a brand new Harry Potter. It's called Harry Wizard Uniting or whatever. Neat. Well, yeah, I'm actually really curious about this thing. Because, yeah, like there was a there was some leaked... Here, I'll type it in. Yeah, like there was some leaked footage, um, and it's really very impressive. Like, 
it, it could be a vertical slice. It might not be a representative of the final game. Um, but what it, would I search on? I'd say, I'd say, well, um, you or just do a Google search for like Harry leaked Harry Potter video Potter. game footage. Leaked game trailer. And it's, it's really impressive. Ooh. So is it actually, is there a mirror of the video? Because I think the video has been taken down like a bunch of times. I don't know. We'll see. So well, yeah, we'll like stay tuned everyone while we uh, look at a computer. Yeah, this could be a, it's like RPG customization. Yeah. And like they look real. Yeah, like it's a really impressive game in like its scope. And um like especially like sorry, let's skip ahead a little bit. Um there's like really cool action. There you go. Like yeah, destructible environments. It looks really impressive. It looks like somebody shot their computer screen for this yeah um, i don't know what's going on but, but yeah it looks it, cool it looks beautiful if they actually get that to work because yeah the fact that it's leaked just makes me think it's not a legitimate thing yet it might be a proof of concept huh but it's pretty cool, cool. yeah well i'm curious. excited i signed up for the newsletter so it'll let me know what's going on well let me know if that's what it's about because i'm very yeah. curious um all right well that's all my news i had me too i feel Is like it- after a long break, I never know what news is worth talking about. Whatever's most current. I guess. I didn't go too far back. I was like, I don't care about Maybe. all the shit nobody talks about no more. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it time for the crush? Crush? Of the week. Crush. I think it is. I think so. It's time. Go for it. My crush of the week is typical Tuesday, Queen Meave from... <laughs> The Witcher. You're just working through that Witcher cast, aren't you? I mean, I love it. And she's hot. She's this queen. She's... That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> well, for mine... I'm tired. For mine, I could have used a little bit of backup, but Steven just left the Bye, room. Steven. God. So rude. Um. So mine is um a character that you meet while you play Celeste. Um, His name is Theo. And um, he is a person that you encounter on Celeste Mountain, and um, he is a uh, just a really like friendly, happy dude um, who um, he's friendly, he's supportive. He actually asks you like good questions about like because the game deals a lot with like depression and stuff, so he actually asks you like genuine questions because he wants to know. Um, but yeah, like he's an explorer who um, his big thing is he takes pictures for Instapix, which is pretty much like Instagram. Um, and so he's a photographer and he actually has an Instagram account. That's very, very cute. Uh, it's called, uh, Theo under stars. Um, and that's his actual Instagram account. You can go there and even see some of the photos from the game that he takes. Okay. Um, but that's him there. Oh, he's got a beard. He's got really like, he's got curliness. This is, yeah, he's got like some good hair going on. He appears to be probably of mixed race. Just a very, very cool dude. And every time I encountered him in the game, it was a good like, time. Yeah, it was actually really one of those like emotional moments. He's a he's a re- a really good sort of respite of from like the stress that the game can make you feel. Um, there's something really nice about him. So nice. I like that. So well, that's kind of what you want in a partner. Yeah, and here's what I was telling you. That's the very first thing the game does. It just says you can do this. You can do this. 
Which and I you liked. did this. I did. I did it. And so did Steven. Yeah. Everybody did this we except me. We both did it. I didn't, but I haven't attempted yet. Well, you need to. Is it on Switch? It is. Yeah, I don't have a Switch. It's also on PlayStation 4 and on Xbox One. <sighs> and uh, you do have a Switch here. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to catch on to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. But you do, Zadine. you do. But you are. <laughs> anyway, so, All right, cool. Yeah, so that is, I think that's a podcast. It's been a while. That's a podcast, for but, sure. But we did it. I am beat. I feel like all my energy has been sapped out of me. I have that effect on people. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm exhausting. You are exhausting, but that doesn't mean you can't follow us and me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter or Satine on Twitch. Or you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at Bitdiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can email us at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Even though days we don't do it, they're there. They're just ghost episodes. Yeah, they're the Emperor's new episodes. Only fools can't hear them. That's right. And uh, would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and subscribe in Spotify. And Happy New Year, everyone. And thank you for being a part of us. Seriously, Happy New Year. May 2019 make your 2018 look like hot fucking garbage. Actually, what's crazy is my 2018 wasn't that bad. Yeah, and let's hope this year makes 2018 look like hot fucking garbage. So far, it ain't that great for me. Well, it needs to step up its game. It really do, though, because it ain't <laughs> happening. But I want it to. Right? Intention, right? I'm not going to say 2019 is going to be my year, but I wouldn't mind if it was. Yeah. I like that. I want to say that every year. Yeah, I'm open to the possibility <laughs> of this being my year. I'm not going to get upset if it isn't. Yeah. But it'd be nice. <laughs> All right, Rob. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Love you. Love you, too. And ciao Bye-bye. <laughs>